0: Welcome to Docs on the Rocks, where we sit back and pour ourselves our favorite libation and opine on all things related to managing documents in your professional life. I'm your host, Chris Martz, Senior DMS Consultant with The Affinity Consulting Group. I'm joined by my guest today, Beth Thompson, Director of Client Engagement, and Stacy Devlin, Director of Client Success, also with Affinity Consulting. And today, we thought we would talk about the keys to a successful DMS implementation. Music. And now let's pour ourselves a conversation. All right, ladies, welcome. How are we doing today? Beth, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Chris. Glad to be here.
0: Great to have you. Stacy, welcome back.
1: Hey, Chris, how are you doing?
0: Doing great today. So, listen, before we get into our topic of the day, the keys to a successful DMS implementation. As we always do, we want to start to, with talking about what it is we're actually drinking today. So Stacy, what have you got in your glass today?
2: Today I have a very nice uh, glass of Pinot Grigio. It's a it's a cold glass of Echo Domani.
0: Excellent. And, and I am completely wine illiterate. Is that a white wine or a red wine?
2: It is a white wine, ah, which is perfect. also white cold
0: oh right you wouldn't do that with a red wine all right I'm learning I I wouldn't
2: I mean you might but I wouldn't
0: (laughs) you're exactly right that's probably the type of thing that I would do (laughs) well it sounds very refreshing Beth what are you imbibing today
1: well so poor planning on my part fun Beth would actually be enjoying a nice cold glass of Prosecco maybe more than one glass who am I kidding But Wordbeth is enjoying my favorite sparkling water, which is LaCroix pear uh, pear and peach.
0: Oh, now that sounds good.
1: Very refreshing.
0: Perfect. Well, today I am going simple. I have a little bit of bourbon on the rocks. The bourbon is Jefferson Ocean. Which is kind of a neat bourbon because they actually put it in casks and strap it to the deck of a ship and then sail it back and forth across the equator about three or four times. It's, each one goes on a unique journey, so it uh, gets a unique flavor each time. It's really good. All right, well, how are we going to talk about our topic today? The keys to a successful DMS implementation. Sounds like a really big topic so i think let's let's kind of narrow it down right out of the gate and you know with any implementation we want to start with picking the right product but also picking the right consultants to help you implement that product so beth i wonder if you might start us off here and talk about what are some of the things that you would encourage Someone who is looking to implement a DMS system, what should they look for in a consultant that can help them be successful with that rollout?
1: Sure. So I think, you know, the first thing to acknowledge is the investment that the firm has made up until this point, right? There's been an investment in time, there's been an investment in money to choose the right solution. And so once you've chosen the right solution, then of course, it's critically important to make sure that you're choosing the proper partner consultant to be able to then help you implement the solution. And so there really are a few things that you should should take into consideration. You know, obviously first and foremost should be, you know, what is the experience? What is the what is the consultant's experience with helping other firms migrate to this product, right? have they done, you know, one implementation in the past? Have they done 25? Have they done 50? You know, what is their experience level? Also, you want to take into consideration the size of the team, particularly as it relates to the size of your organization and the, you know, deployment. Maybe you've got, you know, 10 people in one office, but you may have hundreds of users across multiple offices and really getting a sense of, how that consultant has worked with other firms in the past and have they experienced working with a firm that's going to be very similar to your firm so you want to take into account you know the size of that team and are the folks on that team full-time employees of the consulting company or do they outsource some of their resources and that's really critical because what you want to make sure is that you are getting consistent quality control, right? And the only true way to do that is to make sure that you are working with a company that has, you know, all of the folks that will be working on your project um, employed by that said company. So that's really, really critical. And an example of that would be, let's say, um, talking to a consultant that maybe outsources the training, because that's a critical component. And you want to make sure that the consultant has had intimate knowledge of your project from beginning to the end so that they really understand what's going to be taking place and how to instruct your users along the way. You know, what is the relationship with this software vendor? You know, is this a partner that does a lot of implementations with the software vendor, or are they a fairly new partner? I think that's something that you want to take into consideration.
0: That's great. And you know, being someone who focuses a lot on the training aspect of it, I will say that that is very critical to uh, the success of most uh, software implementations, but definitely on the DMS system. This is a product that people are going to use day in and day out, and we want to make sure that they hit the ground running when they get a new system with that. So, Stacey, I wonder if you might jump in here and talk a little bit about, you know, as the client, What do you want to hear from your consultant regarding the flow of your project? Why is that an important piece to it?
2: Sure. Well, I feel like one of the most important things is you want to find out, does your consultant provide a full-time project manager? Is there someone who's going to be dedicated to this project to make sure that it does flow properly and that all of the appropriate resources on um, the consultant side as well as on the, the client side? are assigned and, you know, are communicating. So, you know, having a dedicated project manager on that works for the consulting company is really going to help with that. And then they can assist with the actual, the project flow and, and exactly, you know, how things are, are going gonna to be managed. And one of the big things that one of the first things that that it's going to happen when you actually um, start your project and you want to make sure that you see this in the proposal that you're going to receive from the consulting company is what we call a kickoff call. And that's really um, where you're going to align how that project is going to flow. And so we'll review the scope of work and make sure that, you know, Everybody is aligned with, with all of the things that we, that we need to do in order to hit your go live and you know the flow of that project. And you want to make sure that you have a project manager who can explain all of the things that need to happen in order to have a successful document management implementation one of the first things that needs to happen is you want to have again, as Beth said, you want to make sure that the consulting company that you hire has all of the the appropriate resources. And she talked about the trainers, but it's really important to also make sure that the consultant can actually consult and and work with your your team members to understand how they get their work done and and help you know kind of do some workflow analysis and make sure that the database is being designed so that it's going to it's going to solve all of your problems. The reason that you chose to implement a document management system was likely to solve some issues that you were having internally. So you wanna make sure that the consultant can hear all of those issues. And that's the very first thing that they're gonna do once we kick that project off is really get get a grasp of all of the problems that you're trying to solve. And then um, they're gonna go off and do the implementation. And then if if we're converting any data, we're gonna talk about what it's gonna take to get that done. And we're probably gonna run through a pilot program, explain, you know, we're gonna talk through what all of that looks like. And then, you know, you wanna also understand from your consulting company, what your options look like for go-live training. And again as Beth said if they have the trainers on staff hopefully you're still working with the same consultants that helped with the design of the database are going to be the ones who are actually going to do do the training whether on-site or remote but they'll actually be the ones working with your end users as well.
0: That's great. And I know oftentimes we'll go through that that process even before the you know the project starts just to explain what it is that they're getting with with our proposals as opposed to somebody else's and i'm going to go off script a little bit here but beth i wonder if you might talk about the challenges of comparing apples to apples right when they're looking at maybe proposals from a couple of different sources and one may seem more expensive than another you know what are what are some of the things that they don't want to just do like a knee-jerk reaction to
1: that's an excellent point, Chris, and I'm really happy that you brought this up. This is something that I am working with on a fairly regular basis because, you know, not all proposals look the same. We use similar terminology, but every company's project methodology is slightly different. Stacy mentioned earlier the importance of project management. And I can tell you from experience that not every consulting company includes project management in their proposal. So that does a couple of things, right? Initially, the client's thinking, oh, well, this proposal is way less expensive. We need to really be considering this one over potentially another consulting company. that's proposal is a bit higher. But if you look really closely, you will determine that project management is included. You know, affinity certainly sees the importance and the value of having that project manager who is keeping, you know, everyone from the consulting company side and even in, in a lot of respects on the client side, keeping everybody on target, on task to help make sure that this project is going to finish on time, that there is, you know, what we call in the biz, right, the not, not scope creep, if you will, And so really being able to understand the proposals, making sure that you are understanding that all of the key components are being met, even when things are sometimes defined differently. We've talked a lot about training, and I think training is another example that sometimes gets overlooked because if a vendor doesn't include, doesn't have a trainer, they may not even have end user training on their proposal. And the client doesn't even realize that. They're just under the assumption that, well, of course, training is included. But if they're outsourcing that, that's usually coming from another company. And so you're really not comparing apples to apples. Those are just a couple of examples of things that you really want to be on the lookout. You know, I would say a third um, would be the whole user acceptance testing that Stacy mentioned and, and a potential pilot, because not every company takes those steps in ensuring that what we talked about is what we built and what we're delivering. And it's really important. Those two critical pieces, the user acceptance and the the pilot, are critical pieces to making sure that what we're rolling out is exactly what you were expecting and what we talked about. And this is a long-term relationship, right? It's not just we're in and out. We are going to be working together for you know the foreseeable future, because these these implementations certainly, depending on the size of the firm, what you are coming from, you know, all of those things uh, play into the the timeline of of a project like this. And I think that's a really good segue into you know how important it is to really vet out the consultant and talk to references. It's one thing for me to sit here and tell you, or for Stacy or Chris to tell you how amazing affinity is and how we're going to do the best possible job for your firm but hearing it from your peers from your colleagues from firms that are a similar size to you or that have come from the same software that you are migrating from is a really important piece of this and you as a firm doing your due diligence so that you are asking you know if you had to do it all over again would you still choose the same consultant What did you learn that you may do differently? Is there anything that you would have done differently? How did it go? Did you stay on time? Like, those are all questions that you want to ask the consultants that you're considering.
0: Boy, that's a great point. I know, you know, just about anybody can install a piece of software and walk away from it and say, there you go. You asked for the software, you've got it. But, you know, understanding kind of as Stacy pointed out, what what are the issues that are on the table? What are we trying to improve here? And actually doing consulting with the client as opposed to just taking an order for it. Stacy, I wonder if you might talk a little bit about kind of that setting expectation levels that's so important. I think a lot of times when clients purchase software and someone to implement it, they think my part's done in that process. And really, it is uh, very much they're along for the ride and we need their um, commitment to making just as much of a success as your consultant is.
1: Absolutely.
2: And, you know, the, we, we're talking here about the, the keys to, to success and, you know, how to choose the right consultant. And, and exactly what you're talking about there is super important to, to ask the consulting company when you're reviewing their scope of work, how much time is it going to, or, or are you going to need from my team, my people here at, at my clients, you know, at the client site in order to make this a successful implementation? What does my project team look like? And, and, you know, how much time should I expect for this to take from, from our people in order to, to provide the, the information that that my consultants are going to need in order to to do a successful implementation? So, you know, you're going to want to put together your stakeholder team, how often is the stakeholder team going to meet with the consulting team? Um, Is there a project manager? Again, you know, I mentioned before, you want to make sure that there's a project manager included in your proposal, your scope of work from the consulting company. Is the project manager going to actually lead these status meetings? Or are we, you know, expected to handle that on on the client side? And then also, who are the folks that need to be on these different meetings? How often are you going to meet with your consultants? Are you going to have weekly status calls, bi-weekly calls, et cetera? And then, you know, in order to have these workflow analysis type meetings and design meetings and proof of concept meetings and if we're going to potentially have a pilot team, how long do those sorts of things take? Who are the right people that I need to have available on the client side in order to to meet with these with my consultants and and make sure that all of the right right voices are being heard for implementing this piece of software. As Beth said, you're you're spending a lot of money to, to implement this piece of software and you want to make sure you do it right. And in order to do that, you want to have the, the right people in the room when all of the decisions are being made about how the software is going to be designed. So, you know, it's important to really kind of think through how much time is this is this likely going to take and what is the ask of my people in order to do this correctly? You know, oftentimes you'll have a consulting company or or the 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 person that you hire to implement this piece of software tell you they can do it in a couple of weeks. They may be able to do it in a couple of weeks, but that doesn't mean that um, you want them to do it that quickly because the amount of time that it may actually take you in that two period, you know, two to three week period of time, maybe night and day <laughs> to work with that that consulting team to actually get it all up and running. You So, you know, you, you need it to be a palatable amount of time because you guys are also attempting to practice law and get your work done. So you don't want to necessarily jam it all into a very short period of time. You need to, it, you know, kind of expand it out. It's going to take some time to, to get all this, get all this this consulting done and this design work done, and for you to also be able to continue to do your work as well.
0: So Beth, is there anything else that someone would need to take into account or consider when determining what the best consultant for them is?
1: Sure. I would like to just take a moment to elaborate a little bit on the topic that I mentioned earlier of the relationship with the software vendor. But because I think there are two ways to look at this. One is we have been introduced as a consultant by whomever. It could be a a, a peer firm, it could be maybe you've done work with us on a different project, or maybe your software vendor has introduced us and, and made a recommendation. I would say with the latter you know that's a really important key factor and there's a reason why your software vendor introduced us right there is a trust there they know they know that we know what we're doing they know that we've worked with them before they know that you're in good hands if that if they're making this referral but i think on the flip side of that if we're coming together and we haven't talked about and you haven't spoken to your representative who by now you know very well with the software vendor is go to the software vendor and ask about the consulting company. You know, what do you think about them? Would you recommend them? Do you know of some of the firms that they've worked with? You know, give us a sense of what it's like to work with this consulting company.
0: Well, guys, I feel like we're coming up on last call here, but I feel like we're really hitting our stride for this. So I think we need to come back and talk about kind of what the next step in this process is. Stacy, what do you think that next key is going to be for a successful DMS implementation?
2: So, Chris, I feel like the next key should be how do you prepare your consultant for um, success during the project?
0: Hmm. That is a great idea. All right. Well, let's get back together and continue this conversation at that time. Thank you guys for both joining me today and cheers to each of you for listening.